Big lips and handlebars. Put it on Tim like a porno star. Run back the tape in the VCR. I'm coming, baby, like the big black Kahuna. I wish you would have hung me just a little sooner. So now I'm rich like Silver Spooner. Spooner. Now here's the finger, now I got to move it. I wish you would have did that two years ago. Girl, the body hit the skin, yo. Now you see a brother make a little dough. I really hate that mess, but I love you, yo. Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502. It is going down on a Saturday morning. A little Timberland and Magoo to get you going this morning. I know y'all felt that groove, man. That's one of them classic joints. We are here. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. It is going to be an absolutely spectacular Saturday morning here in the Ville. We have so much to talk about, so much to get into. These are always my favorite days. Haven Harrington is not here this morning. He is actually um, in a training this morning. He's um, going to become a certified licensed judge here in the state of Kentucky, judging boxing and MMA. So because he has to be a good little trainee, he's over there at the Ali Center this morning um, doing the uh, the judge training. Uh, so he unfortunately will not be with us this, here this morning, but now he'll be over there. He'll be the, the person that you yell at at the fight when you feel like the fight's been rigged and you're like, the judges, you know, the, the judges didn't know what they were talking about. Y'all can yell at Haven about it now. <laughs> so if you're going to any of the local, uh, you know, combat sports boxing, MMA here in the state of Kentucky soon. Haven Harrington will be the person that you yell at. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll miss him this morning, but I tell you what, the reason I love so much when Haven Harrington is not in the building is because then it becomes all about the people. It becomes all about the voices around the city, your thoughts, your opinions, um, anything that you hear and uh, you know have thoughts about, would love to hear from you. Um, would love to hear, um, you know, from, from any of the folks, any of the thoughts. Of course, Louisville uh, men's basketball, the drama is kicking up, so we'll be talking about that. Um, Louisville football doesn't have 
much going on. It's uh, you know kind of the quiet time. We have spring practice here about to kick off in the next week, 10 days or so. Um, so, you know, of course, that's going to be coming up. Um, but we just have so many things to get into. Of course, Lamar Jackson and his uh, drama has kicked up. I have definitely have some thoughts on that. But if you want to get involved in anything going on this morning, of course, uh, the best two ways to get involved um, are through uh, the Thornton's text line, 502 502- 414-1450. Thank you for Thorns for all that they do for us. Uh, you can go make sure you go and check out any of their 632,384 Thornton's locations here in the local Kentuckyana area uh, for all the best in gas and grub and goodies. Uh, so, you know, make sure you check Thornton's out for that. So 502-414-1450 is a way you can get involved. You can also give us a call on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. That is 502-384-1450 as well uh, on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. I would love to talk with you. We don't do a lot of um, the uh, – we don't do a lot of the call uh, – of the. Uh, the call-ins on the other shows um, here, uh, but we definitely at Wake Up 502 love to get the caller interaction and get your thoughts. So um, look forward to that. Uh, but but I tell you what, man, it has been <laughs> uh, everything got popped off yesterday. So of course, University of Louisville um, bowed out in the uh, in their first round. What they what some people like to call the the uh, the round of shame or the 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 day of shame in the ACC tournament day one. Uh, University of Louisville, the 15 seed, that they were the uh, the bottom seed uh, in, in the. Uh, ACC tournament. Unfortunately, they went out um, against Boston College. Uh, post the the most improved player uh, in the ACC was not available, um, but obviously it didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> even though Post was not there for um, BC, BC found a way to go out there and be um, as efficient offensively as r- literally any team in the country. Louisville's defense. Uh, pretty much showed up and did the exact same thing that they had done all year long, which was be completely lost, completely slow, completely um, out of it, and the Cardinals bowed out. Um, So it was definitely – a uh, bit of a microcosm of the year. Um, the the game was it was a five point game. Louisville was a five point dog. Okay, they they weren't expected to um, not be in the game, and I, I my guess is that Quentin Post would have been. If they would have known that Post was not going to play, Louisville probably would have been a pick em. Uh, you know. But even with that, Louisville gets their doors blown off in the last game of the season. And now we have turned to the offseason. And that kind of got kicked off in earnest yesterday. And that's kind of the genesis of where I want to get the conversation started. And, of course, uh, I would be more than happy to get you guys' thoughts on it. <clears throat> and that is the announcement, of course, Started early in the day uh, when the announcement came out that Kamari Lands, uh, the top-rated um, freshman, uh, the uh, top holdover commitment from the Chris Mack regime, a uh, young man who came in with a lot of expectation, a lot of promise, 6'8", uh, wing, uh, Kamari decided to enter his name into the transfer portal. Um, and his announcement uh was oh uh, yeah we got the lights flickering on and off we got the I don't know what's going on I don't think it's it's raining outside but we had the lights popping on and off hopefully y'all, y'all still hear me okay um but uh 
you know, we, we, we had the announcement of Kamari, and then that was followed uh, by Devin Ree, the um, other top 100 freshman that Louisville had on the roster. And then ultimately Fabio Basile, uh entered his name as well. So we had basically every 2022 signee from this past year, Kenny Payne's first year uh, on the job at the University of Louisville, uh, enter the portal. And it was it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Uh, you know, I have been very quiet on Twitter lately. Um, and this was the first um, time that I kind of jumped back into the fray a little bit yesterday uh, just to talk about, you know, Kamari putting his name in. I, I really and truly feel like of the freshmen that you wanted to see stay – Kamari definitely would have been the one guy that you definitely wanted to see. Uh, you know, I, I know that the prevailing popular notion for people is that, well, all these players suck and none of this is Kenny Payne's fault. At least I don't want to say the popular notion. The notion by people that are avid, avid supporters of uh, Kenny Payne in the current regime is that, well, all the players suck. All these dudes are terrible. We're losing because we just don't have any good players. Um, well, I've always thought that's false. That's just stupid uh, if you know anything about basketball recruiting. And you have eyeballs in your head. You can see kids that have potential and ability. Um, you know, Kamari Land's a 6'8", uh, you know, wing. I don't necessarily think he's a two-guard. I, I feel like one of the reasons it took him so long to really start to grab a hold um, and be successful this year was because he was playing way too much um, out on the perimeter, backing up Mike James at the two, um, and having to come in being asked to dribble the ball and handle the ball out top way too much, where I feel like um, his best uh, ability is playing at the wing, you know, either catching and shooting, catching, making a quick dribble move, uh, and getting into the mid post. Uh, that I, I really and truly feel like that did stunt his development like it did a lot of the guys this year. Um, but Kamari Land's definitely, you know, leading the ACC in free throw percentage, having one of the top ten best free throw uh, percentage uh, uh, seasons in the history of the the school. There was definitely a lot of tangibles to work with, uh, you know, with, with his size, his ability to, to knock down shots at the line, his shooting stroke. Um, I, I really and truly felt like that's a guy that you don't necessarily want to see walk out the door. Now, it was interesting that – when uh, Kamari mentioned in the article that he was leaving, he said he called it a, quote, mutual parting of ways. Um, so, you know, not to say that he was asked to leave, but they discussed it and, and the, the decision was he was going to leave. Um, and, and this is the thing is that, uh, you know, one of the big things that I have cautioned folks on and one of the big things that I've just wanted to make mention to is that, you know, while folks want to be quick to throw the players under the bus and just say, you know what, we just don't think any of these guys are any good. All these players suck. That's why they're leaving is because we need new dudes in here because obviously, uh, you know, they just don't have what it takes to get it done. The issue with this is, and not only did the fans do this, but in my personal opinion, Kenny Payne, literally every press conference, every pregame and every postgame, blamed the players passionately. And the problem with that is that when you blame the players as much as everybody has, um, the kids hear that, you know, and they hear – 
that you know well you suck you suck this isn't you know that you all have we've heard uh, two guy two coaches couldn't get it you know get to these guys and two sets of coaching staffs and they just couldn't get to these dudes these dudes just don't get it well when you blame everything on the players and you blame everything that happens on the kids out there on the court um, it definitely does not make people feel welcome um, and while a lot of you that are, you know, the avid Kenny Payne people support that and say, good, good, I'm glad they're leaving. And I've seen a lot of that on Twitter over the last 24 hours. I've seen a lot of it, you know, for the last month and a half, two months. Um, once again, uh, I said it at the beginning of the year. I cautioned people about what I was seeing in the way Kenny was going about putting his staff together and the kind of lackadaisical effort he was putting to getting this roster together and the fact that I didn't really feel like he did much um, background or homework on what he had to go into the season with the roster he decided to go in with. Uh, I'm just going to caution once again and say that if you're going to be so happy and so excited that you're going to get rid of all these players and all of this young talent and don't dismiss it. Kamari Lance is a young talent. Um, be prepared for what you get. So basically, you know, just hope that you actually want what you're asking for. Because when you're, uh, you know, ready and willing to throw everything that, you know, every everybody out the door, just because you have different players, just because you have different team, doesn't mean you're going to have a better team. And, you know, we've heard – it's so funny because I, I heard Kenny Payne. What has been the key buzzword? Let me just ask you guys this in a rhetorical state. What is the one thing that Kenny Payne has talked about since the beginning of the year? Any, any hands out in the class? Okay, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the key buzzword that Kenny Payne has used since the beginning of the year has been culture. Okay, culture, 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 blah, blah, blah. We've heard culture so much makes me sick just about because it's fine to talk about that stuff when you get hired it's fine to talk about that stuff as you go through the offseason before you start the job um but <laughs> he decided to use culture every press conference of every day uh before games after games all the way through okay so when culture is the buzzword and culture is the foundation of everything you're building and culture is all you care about in building a mentality and building uh, a belief and building a system uh, we heard that we heard we want to build culture in the system we want to build culture in what we're trying to run we want to build culture in what we're trying to do you know who are the main people that in any coaching staff whether it's football basketball whatever sport who do you start building your culture with? Because we heard that the players that come back, like J.J., like Jalen, like L., Sid, um, Roosevelt, we heard these guys that were a part of this Chris Mack staff, they were depressed, they were sad, you know, they still have so many habits because of everything that they went through last year. They just haven't shaken that off yet, and that's their biggest problem. Okay. That's fine. I hear that. But you know who doesn't have those problems? Newcomers. These three freshmen that you brought in, as well as Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Hersey Miller, the newcomers that came in, 
Those guys don't have that hurt. Those guys don't have those bad habits. Those guys don't have any of these issues and any of these depressions that you've talked about. So the people that you start building culture with, especially if you, for the long-term build, is your freshman class. And while I've been very passionate and very adamant that, you know, there's a reason that Fabio Basile did not have much in the way of scholarship offers coming out of high schools because he was a young man that maybe was not physically ready for this level. Um, that being said, with he and Devin Ree and Kamari Lance, those are supposed to be the guys that are your culture setters. Those are supposed to be the formless pieces of clay that you're able to mold into exactly what you want in your program. So if culture is really that important to you, you start, culture starts being built with your freshman class. Okay? Like I literally just saw a tearful Jerry Stackhouse in a replay of an interview he did after Vanderbilt went on the road and stunned Kentucky. And he had one of his players from his first recruiting class sitting at the table with him. And he talked about this kid was my first recruit. So for him to come out and help build to this point to where we get this humongous win on the road at UK, it means more because this is the guy that I set my culture with. Okay, you set your culture with your initial guys that you bring in. So, Kenny Payne, if culture was that important to you and setting the expectation was that important to you, a coach understands that that bedrock and the foundation of your culture is built with your freshman class. So whether it was a mutual parting of ways, as Kamari Land said it was, or Devin Ree and Fabio Basile, who, in my opinion, because you decided that you weren't going to play these young men at all in the midst of a four-win season where playing time should have been copious for your young players so you knew what you had. You didn't do that. You didn't invest in the future. You left the same guys out there on the court and continued to lose. And now the people and the young men that are supposed to be your culture setters and the guys that set the tone for your program, you have allowed to walk out the door. And I understand the thoughts. I understand the responses. I understand the people that say, oh, well, these guys didn't show up. They didn't look any good. You know, Fabio didn't do anything while he was out there. Well, Fabio was playing two and a half minutes a game, and Devin Reed was playing less than that. So rather than saying, you know what, I know these young guys aren't ready for the big time. I know, you know, we've heard the, the thoughts that, oh, well, you know, people aren't, are, are, have been late to class or people haven't been showing up to workouts on time and this, that, and the third. You know, that was more of a Fabio thing. I never heard any of that stuff about Devin Ree. It was more Fabio that I heard, you know, most of this stuff was supposedly about. But even with that, you played Fabio a lot the last two games of the year. But – if you want these culture setters to come in and be the guys that you build and you put all of this belief into, your freshman class is how you do it. So 
you know, it'll be debated how big of a loss any of these guys are. It'll be debated, and we won't know for sure until next year and on down the road as these guys move on and make their decisions and, and we figure out where they go. But in my personal opinion, especially with the two top 100 kids, the two six eight wings that Kenny Payne brought in that were the size that he likes, they were the length that he likes, they have the athleticism that, that he likes to play with, to allow especially those two young men, and even Fabio. Fabio had some flashes. He was over-exuberant. He was definitely physically immature um, and, and, and those types of things. But you have 13 men on the roster, and this is my thing. You have 13 players on the roster. We understand that this is going to be a very large roster undertaking. But a lot like last year, where you ended up with seven or eight scholarship guys it's going to be very difficult to go out there and fill in a full roster. This is the exact same conversation that we were having last year of understanding that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And when you decided to bypass guys like Sean McNeil, bypass guys like Sean East, bypass mid-major guys that were interested in your program when you first joined in and you said, no, I'm only wanting Louisville men, guys that I feel that are worthy of Louisville scholarship offers. I want a scholarship offer from Louisville to mean something, so I'm not just going to offer everybody. And we heard all this commentary come out. You know, people that say that Kenny Payne just didn't have any time to put this team together. Y'all, let me break something down to you. Kenny Payne took over University of Louisville or at least knew he was taking over University of Louisville three or four days from today. It was around March 15th, March 16th, when he knew he was taking this job. So understand that for all of you that say that Kenny Payne didn't have any time to get uh, his roster together and to get his team together, literally the time that he has right now is exactly the the same amount of time he had to put together a team last year. Louisville hasn't made any additions yet. Louisville hasn't made any hasn't gotten any guys. Kenny Payne had this amount of time. This is when he started his job at Louisville last year. So I don't want to hear that he didn't have any time and opportunity to go out there and look for guys and look for players. It's just false. It's a lie. It's a lie. I mean the the, the portal doesn't even open until Monday. Kenny Payne took the job like March 17th last year. May have officially uh, been announced like the 20th. But he knew by the 15th, 16th, 17th he was taking the job. They made the official announcement I think the 20th. Okay, so he had time. He had time to do whatever he wanted last year. Now the question is, what are you going to do this year? But I I think that, once again, um, you know, in my personal opinion, you are making a decision to go this route, and you are making a decision to allow your culture setters to leave. Okay? Um, And and we'll just have to see what happens. First text into the uh, uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And like I said, this is you all show today. Trust me, I can go and I can pontificate and I can talk for a long time. (laughs) But I I, I want this to be interactive, so definitely appreciate your text in, Texter. Texter says, I like Lance, but I saw the immaturity and fight when he tried hugging Emmanuel Corfor for hitting free throws in practice. Uh, strong mentality matters in the culture change. I mean, immaturity and fight when he tried to hug. I mean, are you really going to 
say that you didn't think the kid was worth keep, keeping because he ran up and tried to hug a core four for hitting his uh, free throws in practice. I mean, that's trying to welcome in a new player that came in midseason, a guy who's coming over here uh, from NBA Africa mid-year, doesn't necessarily know any of these guys is brand new to the country, and you're trying to celebrate with him to make him feel like one of the guys. I don't necessarily think that – speaks to any immaturity I mean I just think that speaks to you know an 18 year old kid uh, trying to make somebody feel comfortable so I don't know if I would go there with that specific take just because you know that's somebody trying I mean at the end of the day these are still kids playing a game I mean this isn't the NBA these guys don't have you know contracts and and families at home and and and, and you know kids and trying to make hit more make mortgage payments you know like I, they're still kids playing a game and and they're kids playing a game uh, at a very high level um you know and, and if they're not having fun playing the game I mean, hell, I mean, I remember Gorgie Zhang and, and Peyton Siva and Russ Smith. Those guys were always clowning, joking, having a good time. And you know what? They got their work done, too. But that doesn't mean they were like miserable, stone-faced individuals the whole time. I mean, it's still a team, you know. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, but I, I do. I think that you want to build – I mean, hell, you know, what, what did we hear from Kenny Payne all the time? A culture of love, a culture of toughness. A culture of understanding, being there for your teammates. Like, that's all part of the, you know, coach speak uh, salad that got thrown out on a weekly and, you know, on a semi-daily basis. I mean, that's part of it, right? Um, you know, and the core four was being welcomed into the fold. Um, but, you know, I, I do. I, I just think that, for me, I worry uh, that, you know, a kid like Reed, I, I liked his potential, even though I never got to see him. I, I, I just It's unfortunate. I don't know how to take it, if it's a good loss or a bad loss. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't know. He didn't really get to play. He, really didn't, he never really had an opportunity. And at that point, it's just a question mark. He's like the dude on the video game that you haven't unlocked yet. You know, he's like a shadow with a question mark in front of his face. <laughs> because I have no idea. I don't know what Devin Reed's going to end up ultimately being. I don't know if this is a good decision or a bad decision because – hardly knew you you know I mean Fabio I like some of the things he did I, I definitely can understand why he wasn't getting um recruited at that level and decided he was going to reclassify I mean it was clear that he needed another year of physical development um that by far was seen um and I understand that and that's okay uh I, I but he's here you know and he has a year under his belt and you know you would have an offseason I mean what do they say they say the biggest year uh, of development, the biggest jump in development comes from year one to year two, right? That's when the most physical development a lot of times happen. Now, you know, you don't have the pressures of starting college and understanding the rigors of, you know, balancing work or school and basketball, uh, you know, the time commitments. So now that you have all that stuff all your, off your plate, that second year or transitioning into your second year, that offseason, it's just all about ball. You already have and understand the work basketball balance uh you're able to get in the gym get more shots up you're able to hit the weight room you know get your weight up get your strength up and you have a year of understanding what it means the intensity to play uh college basketball so the speed of the game it's a lot slower so you have that big arc of development so it's just a big time gamble if this was a Kenny Payne decision which I don't know I mean the kids have all the power now 
Okay, not only are you recruiting new players to come in, you're recruiting the freshman class, you're recruiting transfers from other teams. Um, you also have to recruit your own team to want to come back. And, and I do think it's a hard sell for Kenny Payne and crew. Um, it's a hard sell because, you know, like I said, when you've spent so much time talking about it, you just don't get it, you just don't get it, y'all just ain't getting it. You know, these players, you know, the, 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 the only time I heard Kenny Payne take anything on himself, he says, you know what, I'm going to put this on me. I'm going to put this on me that they don't get it. No, well, Kenny, that's actually just still putting it on the players. You're just saying I'm putting it on me first. <laughs> that's, I mean, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I am just going to take a wait-and-see approach. I don't think this is definitely not going to be the end of the announcements of who's going to be leaving. Um, you know, we can get into other guys that, that you know, the thought processes, uh, you know, are – uh, with um, we can get into L. Ellis, what we think he's going to do. Uh, it's this probably next three to four weeks are going to be the most crucial time span for University of Louisville for the 2023-2024 season. We will know a lot about what's going on. We have a big-time recruit on campus. A five-star kid is on campus visiting right now. Uh, we have another. Five-star kid that's going to be making an announcement soon. We're going to talk about that on the other side. You are listening to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers here taking care of you guys. Big X Sports Radio. We're going to let, let, let Magoo jam us on out of here. But, uh, hey, we'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. Black and white keys, lay girls on my piano. Me, Missy, and Timbo, rap at any tempo. Uncle Barry, Sam, Magoo, the South Pimple. Put up in my lingo, B9, girl, I'm bingo. Help, I see a beetle cool out, that's only Ringo. Missy say. The jangle as I commence the tango Genuine riding on a pony Put pony in the middle Check the riddle Got your girl pants hot a little Thinking that she's on When you only just a nickel Take a tickle Cause your man Pickle green and ridicule Nagging too old From down south and nickel Black house shoes My cane go to match Pimp crap game Take all your scratch Girl on the PC See me on TV BB Hook me up with your girl CC Female looking here I'm chip you there Let me get one kiss Just don't go and welcome back welcome back in Second segment of the <clears throat> excuse me, second segment of the day. Wake up five oh two, Rashawn Myers here. Big X Sports Radio is going down. A little Leah on the rejoin. Uh yeah, I tell you what, before we get right back into it, once again, you can give us a call or text in 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh and then as well, you can give us a call in 502-384-1450. We got the text line up and buzzing is already going down this morning. Definitely appreciate all the interaction. Um, but um I tell you what, man, it's it's been <laughs> very entertaining uh, just to to already see some of the, the thoughts coming in. And I really appreciate um, all of the passion. Like, this is the thing, is that even when things are down and even when things aren't looking that good, the great thing about being in this area is that we love – our sports teams and we love sports in general so the fact that there's still that much passion going through what you uh what you guys have been through i appreciate that you know that that lets me know that the passion is not de dead that it is still here uh and that's okay as long as, long as you have that 
um, you know, I'm good with it. But I tell you what, we're gonna. I believe we have a call into the uh, the uh, Wake Up 502 Buzz line. So let's go ahead and bring the caller on. Hold on, caller and caller, your name? Yeah, David calling. David, awesome. David, how you doing this morning, sir? Well, doing fine. Just trying to figure college basketball out these days. That's the thing. It's it's really something. But don't you think? Yeah, I tell you, uh, name, it, it, image, it, it, likeness, transfer portal, and conference realignment is just shaking everything up, and the coaches that are out there have to just adjust to everything. What do you think, David? I tell and you what, a lot man. of them aren't doing it. it. It is, it is absolutely upside down and inside out. It, it everything has changed literally. Yes, um, yes, the, yes. The, the dynamics of how you build a team, the dynamics right. of what you look for as a coach trying to balance, uh, you know, who you want to keep or who you need to recruit to keep from your own teams. You're looking at other yeah. teams that you're playing, you know, kind of like Trey Lewis. They said that, you know, when, when Trey Lewis and Cleveland State came here to play, Rick Pitino knows oh, yeah. him, you know. So now you're scouting other players who you may want to bring to your team. And then, you know, I don't know, have all the freshmen that you're recruiting as well as freshmen that may decommit from other schools. So it is all the rules in, for, uh, of engagement have changed, absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah, because I think, like I said, this year's, you know, UofL team, if, you know, the university and, you know, the people involved with it, if you cannot get people to, now, like I said, 2013, the, that, that reunion night was great because you had, you know, everything downtown Louisville that went on that really, you know, because I was, you know, hearing just, you know, just comments about it, you know, the restaurants downtown and everybody benefiting, yes. you know, uh, bringing people downtown, and I know, you know, when like I said, when Rick Bettino was here in the 2013 reunion. You know, it was all you know starting to really bring downtown. You know, like you've got in other cities. You know, oh, I yeah. just hate that. You know, things are such to where downtown Louisville, you know, cannot thrive because you know, you know, you know, certain things are happening, and it, it it's hurting. You know, you know, bad enough. You know, downtown took the hit when COVID came. But, you know, hopefully we're getting you're trying to get past and, and, and do whatever and bring downtown back. Yeah. I you mean, know, the politicians certainly, you know, aren't going to make the best decisions to bring it all back. And the sports, you know, thing has to help. You know, arts can only do so much, and not everybody's into the arts. So sports, like I said, Cardinal basketball has to bring it back and has to find a way to, you know, to get it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, the, the re- revitalization of downtown is a huge initiative. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, the Fifth Quarter and and all the other places downtown, Nulu, that have, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, bringing the Yum Center downtown has helped to really vitalize and invigorate, uh, you know, the, the downtown economy. So, you know, when you have the issue this year that Louisville's had with being able to fill the seats, yeah. I, I know they said that the average attendance was something like, 12,000 or 11,000. Well, let, let's be honest. It was really about 6,000. Yeah, I, I think at nights that I had games on, on like I said, your, your radio stations, yes. you know, with Paul Rogers and even some television just to sort of, you know, get some different kind of feels for different things. I mean, at times I couldn't hear a lot. I mean, like I said, that, that night of the 2013 reunion, that's yes. Cardinal basketball I'm used to hearing yes. and, and, and listening and watching. But, you know, there were nights – Especially the, like I said, the last game of the season, Virginia Tech. I don't know what fans you had downtown. 
I don't know. And I, I had it on but listening to Paul Rogers. I mean, there's been several games uh, this year, David, that I've attended. I remember the Pittsburgh game earlier this year. If there was 5,000 people in the, in, in the seats, <laughs> I, I would be shocked. You know, so, I mean, it's, this is the, the, the issue is this, is that when you don't have the people excited about the games and they're not coming yeah. downtown, they're not spending money, they're not going out to no. eat, they're not hanging after the games, uh, you know, kind of reinvesting into the economy, I mean, that is a huge hit. It's not about just the Yum Center, but it's about all the local businesses. So, you know, it's going to be paramount that Kenny Payne does something to excite people. Yeah. We, we saw what energy was put behind Scott Satterfield last year, even, even though they had oh, a yeah. very disappointing season because he was able to go out there and get, you know, Pierce Clarkson and get some of those guys yeah. committed. That re-energized the fan base. So people got excited about Louisville football before last year, uh, you know, and that kind of helped restart the motor a little bit. Um, Kenny Payne's right. going to have to do some of that. He's going to have to find a way to through recruiting and through um, excitement that doesn't have to do with play on the court, he's going to have to find a way to reinvigorate people. Because if you don't, I mean, you know, season ticket sales may, may be the lowest they've been in 30 or 40 years, honestly. Yeah, and if you don't have, you know, your season ticket sales going, I mean, that's going to – yeah, I mean, in, but but the one thing I wonder about Louisville basketball is what players – because, you know, as I've you know listened through the season and watched through the season – it's like, um, let's see, try to put it, it's like, you know, who can stay for next year? I, I have ideas, and I know you probably have ideas too, but yet, you know, when I think about it, you know, you just can't not get rid of everybody. You've got to try to keep somebody around to try to hopefully show the people from that year before the struggles of how you want to get better because you know there's somebody that really wants to get better. Absolutely. No, so, so let me ask you, and I totally agree with you. And Now, let me, if you had your druthers and you had your choice of the guys that you would definitely want to see back, who were probably the most important guys that you would want to see come back for next year? I would say, I guess as a starter, J.J. Trainer. Yes. Is, is one start, right? Okay. Uh, let's see, what about, say, if, and I know L. Ellis, that would be up to him if he, you know, wants to be back, and I know he says, you know, Right. He, he's not going to transfer if he wants to come back and can do it. But he he gave everything he had. Yes, and he's but been I can understand if years. Ellis wants to go pro. He's, yeah. you know he's allowed to you know look test the waters and look at it. Uh, let's see what Mike James. Hopefully he mm-hmm. could be one to come in definitely to, to stay. Oh, let's see. Oh gosh, oh. <laughs> it's tough. I don't know about like I said a core four. If if they could have worked that out to because like I said he was doing something right. If a core four can develop, yeah, it's 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 hard to really put it you know, put it all together. But you you got to try to you know to retain somebody that can you know show you know new people that come in because you don't want to you know, get rid of everybody and then, you know, start up again. And then you got the same problem. You want to try to bring somebody back. Absolutely. Right? I mean, and that's always been my whole point. It's like I said, we, we've heard Kenny Payne talk about culture so much it makes your head spin. But you build culture yeah. through the guys that have that have been there with you. So if you get rid of everybody, then who do you have to kind of set the culture? It's almost like you've basically just started over again and it's like a brand yep. new year one all all over again, you know? So you yeah. got to have somebody who's been through there. So, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely going to be very interesting. There's going to be so much talk and so much conversation, David. No, I, I, I definitely yeah. appreciate your call. Anything else before before you head on out of here? 
I think that's going to be it, but hopefully you'll have somebody else that will call in that might say something. Oh, funny, I have so. no doubt. Somebody's going to call in and say something crazy. I, that's I, I, I good. Too, that's good I, to know I, that. Right. <laughs> I definitely appreciate yeah, your coming. I'm glad I could, I could reach you. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure hey, thing. Have a good day. Hey, you have a yeah. good weekend, okay? Thank you so much. I sure will. All sure right. will. Mm, bye-bye. <laughs> I appreciate the call, David. If you want to be uh, next, uh, 502-384-1450, you can be next on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. You can also shoot us a text in, 502-414-1450 as well. Oh, trust me, I, there's always somebody calling it, but it's so funny. And, and, and I don't, I don't want to call y'all out. You know, I, I don't want to say, you know, some people call them the KP Mafia and some people call them this and call them that. You know, I, I'm not going to call you any any of that you know, but all I'm gonna say is this: all you people that want to get on Twitter and talk crazy and 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 talk all silly to me and have all these opinions and and say this and say that, that's at Rashawn R A A S H A A N. Uh, anybody can go see these people talking crazy. I had I had it. I came out and finally had some opinions about the Kamari Land stuff, and everybody came out the woodwork. I just want y'all to just call in 502-384-1450. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to give you the platform to speak your mind. I want to hear your thoughts. I'll listen to you. I'll take in what you say. I'll respond, and we can have a dialogue. That's all I'm asking for. If you want to call, if you want to, if you want to have your stance, then you should be able to back up your stance and have a conversation about it. That's all I'm saying. You know, just give me that. All I want to do is have an opportunity to hear your side of it. And all I've heard is people hide behind their keyboards, shooting out tweets, talking silly, and don't don't ever want to get on the mic. But like I said yesterday to some folks, if you're scared, say you're scared. If not, get on this mic and have yourself heard. That's all I want. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and go to the uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter says, good morning, Wake Up 502, main event. The, pol- the portal culture, uh, a few things. <laughs> Flip the whole roster. I don't want anyone back. You just said how horrible the defense was, and we want to bring back that residue next season. KP can't coach, and this odd season will make him be on the hot seat uh, uh, into going into next season. Well, one of the things that I worried about, literally from day one, uh, and it ended up being true, is that there seemed to be this want to play all of these guys one position over too far to the left. Okay, so what that basically means is Mike James is actually more of a three, or not not actually more of a three. He's a three. He's a wing. Um, he's a guy who's got limited ball handling ability, but good enough ball handling ability, um, you know, to, to make a play to attack the basket. But you don't want him over dribbling. Same thing with Kamari Lance. Okay. J.J. Trainer is a five slash four. J.J. Withers is a five slash four. Brandon Huntley Hatfield is a five slash four, but you played those guys out on the perimeter on the wing way too much, which you know contributed to their offensive issues. But where we saw the biggest issue with these guys was on the defensive side, because you have to be able to guard the position that you're playing, and I feel like that's one of the things that this coaching staff really overlooked: is can you defend the position you're playing? You aren't a two if you can't guard a two. You aren't a three if you can't guard a three. If you can't guard a four, you're not a four. This is the way it works in the NBA. If you can't guard your position, you can't play that position. Okay? Like, that's the biggest 
you know, that, that's one of the biggest tenets anywhere. And what we saw all year from this Louisville team is teams didn't have some um, secret sauce and secret recipe for how they beat Louisville, okay, and how they got so many easy buckets. You know what they did? Rotate the ball side to side two or three times and guarantee one of these big guys are going to be slow on their rotation and you're going to have a lane to get to the basket to either get fouled or get a layup. Or when you get there, they're going to be slow on the rotation, and when they're late, they're going to crash too hard, and that's going to leave somebody else open. It's what happened all year. It was not rocket science. And the reason why? These guys couldn't defend the position they were playing. Like, you have to understand that basketball has two sides to it. The fact that Louisville's defense was that bad all year is more an indictment of a lack of adjustments on the coaching staff. That doesn't have anything to do with players. I've said it all year. Defense is not about your personnel. Defense is about effort and scheme. Okay, and if these kids don't fit your defensive scheme or if they don't have the ability to do what you're asking them to do defensively, it is on you to make those adjustments. It is on you to put guys in the proper position to succeed. But when you leave J.J. Trainer out there on an island playing the three, when you leave Kamari Lands out on an island playing the two, we've talked about it. Ellis has never been a good defensive player. And if you want to say he doesn't play great defense because he knows how important he is offensively, so you know he can't really play physical uh, defense, then put Hersey Miller out there and put Hershey Miller out there next to, to L and that way you have a guy who can try to contain the ball and contain his position and give some full out effort but that that lack of adjustment that lack of making the needed and required changes to be successful de- defensively that's all on you you were willing to sacrifice the defensive abilities of your team because you want to you know have a 6'8 or 6'9 guy dribbling the ball because you think it looks better because that's the type of team that you want. But if they can't defend the position, it doesn't matter. Louisville's defense was absolutely atrocious from beginning to end. That should never happen. Your team should be – you may not improve offensively because you may not have the guys skill-wise to do what you want to do offensively. But defensively, you should be much better by the end of the year. And the fact that Louisville's defense did not get – that you know, didn't get better at all from game one to game 32 – That's on the coach, period. There is no discussion on that. That's not on the players because if you can't guard the position, then you need to put guys who can defend the position in those spots. That didn't happen. Second part of the text. Um, he said, these simple Simon people on social media that want J.J. Trainer to return are crazy because uh, he dunked a ball and shot a couple of three-pointers. He's still small, skinny, and gets beat on defense. Well, I'll say this about J.J. Trainer. Uh, like most of these players, or pretty much like all these players, none of these guys are finished products. But the thing I like about J.J. is, A, he's very good around the basket finishing. Okay, he shot around 70 75%, 80% in the paint. Um, so when you have a guy who has soft hands and f- completes everything, I'll take that. Also, you know, he blocked shots. You know, he, he was a, um, you know, a guy who show, showed his abilities defensively. Like, I think that J.J. Trainer uh, would be a wonderful starting four man for Louisville because he does have the ability to step out and shoot the ball. Um, he does have the ability to post up and score on the block, um, you know, and he plays hard. He runs hard. He has IQ. Like, I don't want to get rid of that. Like, yes, none of these guys are perfect players, and I think a lot of it had to do with what they were being asked to do. But that's a guy that I'm not ready to just throw everything out just to get new people in. I mean, these guys do have some tangible abilities that are helpful 
to basketball. Like I said, you can't just run out 13 guys and bring in 13 new guys. Like, fellas, we only had eight, nine people that were scholarship-level players last year. You can't haphazardly get rid of everybody because you want to field a full team. One of my biggest issues this year is that you only had, you know, your seven or eight players, and, you know, a lot of them were going up against, you know, Hersey Miller and, and Fabio Basili and a bunch of walk-ons or trainers that couldn't really push them. Louisville needs 13 scholarship-level guys. Okay, that means if you need to bring in, like I said, if you can have a transfer class of five or six, that is a huge class to bring in in terms of transfers. If that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. And I think they do need to do that. But I think that, you know, I asked David who he wanted to keep. You know, I think that J.J.'s at the top of the list. Kamari Lands would have been, but he's gone. So we can go ahead and X out all of the freshmen. So at this point, you got to hold on to J.J. You got to hold on to Mike James. I think Brandon Huntley Hatfield, unless he decides to go pro, he's going to be here. He's already transferred once from Tennessee to Louisville. So the the NCAA rules state that you get the one-time transfer and you can transfer and be eligible immediately. Any transfer after that first transfer, you have to sit out a year. So if you may decide to make a second transfer, it's just like the old school transfer rules. you got to sit out. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, a former top ten player, five-star guy, He's definitely not going to want to transfer anywhere else and sit out. His, his decision is, am I going to go ahead and roll the dice and just try to make the jump and try to find a, find a way to stick on with a team, maybe get become a second-round draft pick and try to figure out a way to get on a roster? That's the, the decision that he's trying to make. So I, in my personal opinion, J.J., Mike, and I think that Brandon likely will be back unless he decides to go ahead and put his name in the, in the uh, NBA draft. Um, so those three guys you got to keep. Jalen Withers, he's a he's been here here at Louisville for four years. Jalen Withers, in my personal opinion, I and this is I have no news. This is not something I'm reporting. In my opinion, I think that Jalen is either going to look to transfer somewhere else in his last year and move into a better situation to be able to improve his stock, or he's going to go ahead and try to go pro and put his name in. I don't think he'll be back at Louisville. I would be very surprised if he's back. If Jalen Weathers is back, I will be shocked. Um, I, I will say that. That's not because of any news I've heard. I don't have any inside sources on that. That's just, in my opinion, him being here for four years um, and being where he is in his career, I would think that he would either try to go transfer somewhere like you know Kansas or, or somewhere where he can kind of get a profile, higher profile spot um, where it's not a rebuilding situation and he could go out there and try to improve his stock. But I think that he either looks to transfer to improve his stock or he goes pro. Um, I don't think he'll be back. <clears throat> Rose Wheeler, I, I would be shocked if he'll be back. Um, you know, So I, I think that those three are the three that we are looking at retaining. Um, outside of those guys, Hersey Miller, I think that he, Hersey will still be here, whether that is on scholarship or non-scholarship. That remains to be seen. Uh, but I think that's it. I mean, I, I think you're going to probably only see about four guys back from the team last year to the team this year with the news that Kamari Lands is leaving. If Kamari Lands and Devin Reed were there, I would say, you know, there'd be the possibility of at least six. But I, as it stands now, three or four is all we'll see return this year. So, you know, that's going to be the question. Is that going to be enough? Is that going to be good enough? Um, you know, who are we going to get? But if you only have three or four guys returning, as I've said, 
if you have, let's just say, let's not count Hersey Miller as a scholarship guy. Okay, so it's you're talking about Mike James, J.J. Trainer, um, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Okay, you have 13 scholarships. That's three guys. Okay, we know that Louisville has guys committed. For you know, you, you have Curtis Williams already signed. That's four guys. You have Caleb Glenn signed. That's five guys. And then you have Karan Davis, the mystery guy that nobody knows if he can play or not, the guard from out in California. That's six guys. Okay. You still have seven scholarships left. So that means that you're going to need to find, to find a way to fill those seven scholarships. So we're, we're looking at Dennis Evans, which is the news of the day, is that Dennis Evans is currently on campus, the five-star big man, okay, who just recently decommitted from Minnesota. He's on, uh, on a visit right now. Uh, hopefully he will make his decision to commit to the University of Louisville. A lot of momentum is going his way. I think he's got six or seven crystal balls or future casts or you know whatever your choice of prediction machine is. Uh, a lot of people said that Dennis Evans is going to be headed to Louisville. Okay, so that's seven guys. You still got six guys left that you need to get. We've heard Trenton Flowers um, is a guy who's going to make a decision next Friday. The thing about Trenton Flowers is, for a lot of people, I, you know, the people have heard his name so much. Trenton Flowers is not a 2023 kid. He's a 2024 player. Okay, so you have a couple of issues with Trenton Flowers. First issue, he's being recruited by literally the hottest teams in recruiting right now. Besides Louisville being a finalist in his final six, he also has, um, you know, as his finalist, Arkansas, Alabama, Kansas, North Carolina, and Creighton. All those teams have been eating you know, in terms of recruiting guys. Okay, so for people that think that it's just a done deal, I've heard that, you know, we've heard, we continue to hear, oh, well, hearing good things, hearing good things. We heard good things about A.J. Johnson and Isaiah Miranda until the, the time that, you know, about a week before the decision. Oh, I think the winds of change are blowing this way. So I'm not trying to say that Trenton's not going to commit to Louisville, but to just say that it's a done deal, let's just slow down on that. And then secondly, even if they do get that commitment, is he going to reclassify to 2023? You know, so, I mean, you have a couple of bumps in the roads you have to get by um, with him. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens with that. Um but, you know, you, you have those couple of guys. That would make eight players. That means you have five spots left, and you need to get five high-level transfers, five guys that can help you. We've heard Davion McKnight, uh, the combo guard from Western Kentucky, um, you know, we, we've heard that he's a, a strong possibility. That would be a very good start. Um, you need to get at least two more guards, in my opinion. Um, and then, of course, you have the wild card that's L. Ellis. Uh, you know, I, I personally think I know we we said we'd love to have L back. L's been in college for four years. Um, I personally think he's going pro. Um, I, I don't think L Ellis will be back, which is why I didn't include him in the calculus of this roster breakdown. Um, but what L Ellis decides to do is going to be huge. I don't think he'll be back, and if he's not back, you're probably going to have to spend four of those five sp- positions on big guys. I mean, because Caleb Glenn is more of a big guy. Curtis Williams is a wing. Uh, of course, Dennis Evans is a 7-1 center. Um, so you're going to have big guys returning. J.J. is a big guy. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, he's a big guy. So you're going to – of those five remaining spots, at least four of them would need to be guards, and then that fifth spot can be a veteran, 
you know, maybe four man. Uh, but we'll see. But I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and hit up our next break. Uh, when we come back, more of your texts, more of your calls. You are listening to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers, Big X Sports Radio, and we'll be back. Welcome back. Hour number two, Big X Sports Radio. Wake up 502 of Rashawn Myers. It's so funny. I'm looking at this uh, poster of the Jackson 5. Can you feel it? And I swear, I don't know which one of the Jackson brothers it is, but this cat over in the corner, the bottom right-hand side of this poster looks just like J.J. Trainer. <laughs> I don't know who that dude is, but J.J., you are the literal doppelganger of one of the Jackson 5 boys. That is so hilarious. This is your boy Rashad Byers uh, coming back uh, to you. Big X Sports Radio, a very, very energetic and entertaining hour number one. I expect no less from hour number two. Definitely appreciate everybody with your calls, with your thoughts, with your text, and with that in mind, 502-384-1450 is the Wake Up 502 buzz line. We are going right back to the buzz line. We got Jay Haz on the line. Jay, how you doing this morning, brother? Good morning, good morning, good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, you know, grooving a little Jackson 5 this morning, Jay. You know what I'm saying? I had to take yeah, a little right. time. Let me see. Yeah, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> you know, I'm with that play on my, my my radio station. I know Michael got that song. Nah, hey man, that's a classic, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's that's. What now I'm you doing. always play the opposite song of that. That's not a hit on the radio. But anyway, Rashad, I got a special guest. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, on the line as well too. It's the guy that's the the most. I mean, this guy's been in the game so long. He's the guy who cut the commercial for my party. Jr. Jr. The superstar. Oh, that's what's One going the, on. Welcome to Wake Up Five Hundred Two. All right, what's going on? Good How morning, you doing, man. Oh, I'm great. How are you? Man, I can't complain. It's a beautiful day in the Ville on a Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. No doubt about it. You sound great. That voice sounds good on the Rajon. Oh yeah, you know. Come on now. He also cut the commercials you, you, you. for my uh, for for the new Wake Up Five O Two commercial that y'all are hearing here on uh ninety six point one two. Don't sound about the boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you this. i tell you this real quick, and I'm going to let G.I. say something in just a second. I'll tell you this, man. I feel so bad about what's critiquing about Lamar Jackson and how the powers to be, the people that the prestigious have all the power, the money, for the government, whatever, and, and all of these countries, franchise companies, how they raise, they're just playing this young man. This young man has never been in trouble. He's 26 years of age. Um, so he's MVP, uh, one of the one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. Matter of fact, let me rephrase it: one of the 
one of the, one of the best athletes in, in NFL. Uh, by uh, perhaps Mr. LeBron James mentioned that, but talking about Lamar Jackson, I feel so bad because give this man what it's worth, and give this man of all his diligence, due diligence, as he as as he does a great job, a great job at his job, the way he does, and um, that's just one critique. And the other thing, Robert Sean, is yes, sir, Kenny Payne. You talking about giving you an extra year to get rebuild this net, sir? It's time to go. Are you so you done? You, you one and done with Kenny Payne? I, I have I have told from Upper Salon that uh, Herb has been in Jay Rice here. Did you see the photos that I posted on social media that he was in uh, Jay Rice here at a, at a uh, basketball event? And uh, who knows what transpires when when we got the the AD and and what the, you know what stands for or whatever. But but man, I tell you, Sean, man, and Haven Harrington, and I just feel so bad for this kid, Lamar, man. It's tough, man. I, I mean, it's definitely a tough spot, you know, because it seems like the NFL is going out and trying to use Lamar to you know to make a statement to the NFL and to the NFL players and these quarterbacks and it's it's unfortunate for Lamar because you know I want to know where was the NFL trying to make this stance with the Deshaun Watson deal or where were they you know trying to make a stance with the the uh, Kyler Murray deal there wasn't you know NFL didn't step in to do anything but now Lamar Jackson comes up who's a former MVP only the second unanimous MVP in the history of the NFL the youngest MVP ever youngest uh, with most wins before the age of 25 you know a, a guy who definitely deserves the money and the accolades and now you want to try to come up and make this stand um you know it, it, it's a tough position for lamar i know Rashad, man. i just feel so 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 bad man it's just like i, I hate it but anyway Rashad, there is uh like the end of the tunnel for this young man and i would that lamar flew down to uh, detroit to uh, see the forward people and uh I was told on the table it was like a seven seven a year for four hundred million dollars, but we don't know. But that's here to say whatever. But anyway, Rashawn, man, appreciate all the good work you do, brother, on the radio. You do one of the baddest sports commentators in the nation. I appreciate that, Jay. Thank you. I'm gonna give you your flies while you're living, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna let Jr. say something. This is the guy with the voice behind the magic. Absolutely, Jr. What you got for us, man? Oh wow! I don't know. Uh, this 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 is a, a a last second thing for me. But uh, anyway, yeah, Lamar, Lamar. Oh yeah, you know, didn't he? Uh, see, what was it about his passing? I saw something about his uh, efficiency, passing efficiency. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I saw something about that. Yeah, well, I, I think that that's the thing is that like Lamar's kind of been hit with this this stereotype or this typecasting that he's this you know run first quarterback that can't throw the ball. But if you look at the numbers, it's just simply not true. Lamar had the highest percentage in terms of third down completions uh, in the NFL over the last five years. The year that he won the MVP, not only did he set a record for rushing yards by a quarterback, he led the NFL in passing yards. Uh, I mean, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, especially under duress, and he had the highest drop percentage in the NFL, which means he had more guys drop his passes than any other team in the league. So, you know, while he gets stereotyped as this guy who all he does is run, the numbers simply don't back it up. People just see 
see the dynamic plays he makes with his feet and just basically dismiss everything uh, else about him. It's basically the same thing that happened at Louisville. You know, they kind of ignored all the numbers that he put up with Bobby Petrino and tried to say, okay, we, we see a black guy who can make these shifty runs, so he's just a running quarterback that doesn't do anything else. It's just not, it's just not true. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, I mean, because I, I see I see his name being compared to actually uh, Patrick Mahomes and um, Dan Marino, and I mean, uh, and as a matter of fact, he uh, ex- exceeded their passing uh, percentages. Absolutely. No, if I, I saw okay, so I did see that correctly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand what, why they won't go ahead and give him what he's what he's look, looking for. Uh, he's been uh, great for the NFL, and uh, also coming out of Louisville. I mean that he was phenomenal at, at the University of Louisville. So uh, he, uh, I, 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 I wish, I wish he had an agent that that can uh, put, put everything in perspective for uh, for these people in the uh, NFL. No, I, know, I, I don't know how that's many, been. How that, that has been, been Jr. I, t- I tell you what, that has been the biggest question mark about this whole Lamar Jackson thing. People want to know exactly how important is him not having an agent. And honestly, um, especially with their newest uh, <laughs> super superstar millionaire, uh, Roquan Smith, who's a young man that they brought over in a trade from the Chicago Bears earlier this year, Roquan Smith also does not have an agent. And even though he didn't have an agent, the the uh, Baltimore Ravens made Roquan Smith the highest-paid linebacker in the history of the NFL. So the, my only issue with this whole conversation about the agent, it's not about the agent because if an agent was so important, then you know why didn't you know why did the were the Ravens able to get a deal done so easily with Roquan? You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's just kind of one of those a lot like the running quarterback stigma. It's kind of one of those convenient excuses that people are using to try to put Lamar in a bad light of why this deal hasn't been done. In my personal opinion, I think it's just all posturing. It's all politics and it's all, you know, uh, trying to get narratives out there to help, you know, lean things in your direction, honestly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's terrible for, uh, for Lamar, but I, I think any uh, program would be uh, happy, happy to pick him up. You would think, right? Like, you know, I mean, that, that, that's my biggest thing is that, you know, I, it was funny because when they announced that they were going to put this franchise tag on Lamar, which basically meant that he could go out and negotiate with other teams, you know, folks thought that teams would be lining up to sign him. But it was very interesting because, like, there were five teams that were in desperate need of quarterbacks that immediately came out and said, oh, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson, which is why people have said that it seems like a situation of the NFL owners colluding to not, you know, allow Lamar to sign some super lucrative deal because they're trying to reset this quarterback market. So teams like the Raiders, the Dolphins, uh, the Texans uh, have all, you know, have all just basically come out and said, oh, we're not interested in Lamar. That's why what Jay said was is interesting about the Detroit Lions. Right now the Detroit Lions are the betting favorite to sign Lamar because all it takes is one owner to say, bump what y'all talking about. If I have a chance to get this quarterback and help my franchise, I'm going to sign him to whatever I need to to get him. You know, I I can't worry about what y'all are doing. We're trying to win. And I understand if you're the Detroit Lions, you've been losing for a long time. So if you got an opportunity to get a superstar, why not go ahead and do it? Well, with the uh, the, uh, Detroit Lions uh, O-line, will they protect Malak? Lamar like they need to, or how, how, what's been going on with them? I'm not even sure. Well, it, it, you know, actually, Detroit Lions had one of the best offenses in the NFL. 
Um, you know, and, and I think that's the thing is that they are a team on the rise. They have an improving defense. They have a very energetic young coach. Um, you know, they have some young playmakers at running back and wide receiver. Uh, they feel like they could be a quarterback away from really being able to make a push, especially in the NFC North uh, that's struggling right now. Green Bay is kind of in transit. Uh, the Vikings are kind of up and down. The Chicago Bears are still the Chicago Bears. So, you know, the Lions look at it as, man, if we could get a superstar quarterback in here, this may change our fortunes. We may be actually able to win this division and have a shot. The NFC is clearly the weaker league. You know, you have Mahomes and, and Herbert and, uh, you know, all those guys in the AFC, but in the NFC, it's wide open. So you would definitely think that, especially the NFC teams that need a quarterback would be interested in Lamar Jackson. But, you know, hey, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, we should get. We are the superstar. <laughs> hey man, I, I appreciate you fellas hitting me up this morning, man. I, you know, I was definitely gonna get into that Lamar conversation. So y'all are right on time, man. Yeah, man. Well, well, Jr. Man, I give you a call. When I get off today, and shout out. We do. We do later on. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But, yes, sir. Uh, Sean, it's always it's always a pleasure. Sean, hey, what's five zero two? Jay has Jr. Superstar. I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good morning. All right. I appreciate it. Thank y'all, fellas. There we go. So, you know, a little, little Lamar Jackson conversation. I did think it was interesting that the Lions were the, the betting favorites. Uh, that was very interesting. If you want to be next, uh, definitely give us a call, 502-384-1450. Would love to hear from you. Have appreciate the interaction this morning. We got the Thorns text line up and buzzing as well, 502-414-1450. That is going on as well. Uh, you know, but uh, we do have some more texts coming in. Uh, texter did say, how was Jay Hass's party since uh, he says, I, I wasn't invited and Kentucky is in the first four out. <laughs> well, first of all, Jay Hass's party was outstanding. So understand that it went down. It was definitely a night to remember. Uh, so you, you missed one uh, with that. And, yeah, I did think it was funny that UK lost to Vandy. Uh, I, I did think that was very interesting. But let's go ahead and go right back uh, to the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, caller, your name? Wake up! <laughs> What's going on now? How you doing this morning? Man, I'm good. I, 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 um, I, I got a lot on my plate, but I'm, I want to get in real quick. Absolutely. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing you guys, man. If Jay has his badge, it was nice. Hey, hey, see, and, and we had the texter asking how the party was, Wayne, so you can tell the texter live. How was the – was it everything that, that they tried to hype it up to be, Wayne? Absolutely. <laughs> and if you didn't have your face in the place, you missed the race. <laughs> That's how it is. Yes, you should have been there. You know, at the end of the day, you know you were. I'm, I'm being nice. At the end of the day, you know you were not doing anything, or, or as we said, you weren't doing nothing. Hey man, let me tell you, it took. <laughs> hey Wayne, it took me about a week to recover from that party, man. I was like, woo! I need to just slow on down for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, slow down for the slow your roll. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But all right, Wayne. So what? What you got for me? I don't know. Do you want to go with the Lamar Jackson angle? You want to go with? Well, this, I was, I was, I was going with Lamar first. first. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Lamar first. At the end of the day, we all know it's collusion. And, and those teams that jumped out there lied. They colluded. Yeah. You've not seen any of that in on any quarterback in the league. None of it. 
So Lamar, with, with all he's done, and he's had a few injuries, but no, no more than anybody else. Why would you not pay that man? And see, and then I fought the Ravens. They should have paid the man. Okay, what Cleveland did, Cleveland threw everything out of whack yeah. by giving Deshaun that, that kind of money when he didn't deserve He didn't do that. He hadn't done anything to prove that he would need that. Lamar's proven what he can do. He's shown you. MVP, yards, all of it. Yeah, I mean, what, that, that, what, is, what, is, what is the time do? Nothing, and to give that man that kind of money—that's ludicrous. And they—they they don't want to pay the man, so. I, and Detroit jumped in the sweet stake. Detroit wants him. If I'm him, go for the money. Let them have two draft picks. That's, that's two first round. That's what they want. Give him that. Yeah. I'm out. You know, it's, it's just that simple. You you gotta you gotta get what you are owed, and Detroit to pay him. I, I don't know, how, but I'll put it this way: he'll, he'll be. I, I'd say he's probably one hundred seventy-five, hundred eighty, something like that. You know, and I, I, nobody's going to give a fully guarantee, but at least 80, 80 or ninety percent uh, guaranteed. That's, that's, I'll take that. Nobody's going to give you fully guaranteed. That's not going to happen no more. And, and Cleveland threw it all all, all out of whack. And all these these teams. Well, we're not doing. Okay, don't do it. We don't need you know. And and what I would say, Lamar, go to Detroit. They'll, they'll, they'll pay you a, a decent salary. You'll be you'll be you'll be within the top five. That's all you care about anyway. And then punish them. Anybody that didn't didn't take me, punish them. Anytime you play, punish them. That that's 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 what he's gonna have to do. And just go on and take the money. Let Baltimore have those two first round draft picks and see you. And then we'll see who they get and we'll see what they do. Because it's going to. The, the the truth is gonna come out. You gonna see it. They're not gonna absolutely. They're not gonna be as good as they were. Lamar gives an added dimension, and all these fools. Well, he's, he's just a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. He's a quarterback that can run. It's a difference, and he can pass. You know, you you, you don't do it. There's no, he he's what do you call it? He's he's a one of the lifetime athletes. He's, he's, he's Michael Victor second, but yes. better. Generational. I mean, and, and this is one of the things, Wayne, that is, is a complete uh, – this is another one of those fabrications. Like, people that are saying that, well, Lamar Jackson just wants a fully guaranteed deal. First of all, from all accounts, you know, Stephen A. Smith said that he talked to some folks from the Lamar Jackson camp, and they've said it's, pla- it's patently false, false that they want a fully guaranteed deal. They said that, you know, Kyler Murray got $180 million guaranteed from the Arizona Cardinals. Lamar Jackson said he wants more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray. He feels he's a better player. He feels that, he, that he's done more. He's accomplished more. So he's looking for something in that 190 to $200 million guaranteed. The last, exactly. the last offer that the Baltimore Ravens made in terms of guaranteed money was $130 million. And he felt that being $50 million less than Kyler Murray was disrespectful. He exactly. wants, he wants his fair market value. And, Wayne, I don't have an issue with that. If the man wants 190 guaranteed – He's earned one ninety guaranteed. I don't have a problem Absolutely. with that. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that. And and the and the fact of the matter is, he, he's not asking for fully guaranteed like 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 Deshaun. He's not asking for that. He wants his just due, and they refuse to give it to him. So I got to get in my head. I see you. I'll let you have it. And then 
And then now I, I gotta I gotta I gotta sit through our beloved cards. Yes, sir. The house the house cleaning has begun and a new era is about to start. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking at. And 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 all these people all these haters, I don't wanna see you when when the train gets to rolling, I don't wanna see you. You fair weather. You you go you go with the team regardless. Yeah. Did nobody like this? Nobody expected this, but it happened. So it ain't no sense of keep on rehashing the same thing. You you gotta look forward to what's about to come. You you it's kind of like this. It, it this is a, kind of a, a biblical response. Yes, sir. You have to die to live again. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, and I put put that out there, and 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 and, and all these haters, y'all 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 look at that. And see what that shows you. See what it tells you. Well, I mean, they, they, it tells you just like it is. The, the whole question is this, Wayne, is that, you know, Kenny Payne talked a lot about culture, and this was my thing, you know, and, and I don't know if you caught the very beginning of the show, but, you know, I said when you, when you continue to talk as much as Kenny Payne did about culture, the question is this. When you allow all three of your freshmen to walk out that door, you know, for, coaches usually use the freshmen of their first recruiting class as the bedrock of establishing their culture. So what does it say that Kenny Payne talked all year about culture and now you're letting all three of your true freshmen that are supposed to be your culture setters walk out the door? You know, like I don't really know what we've done outside of if you let all these guys leave and all these guys transfer out and we don't have any of these guys, what did we really spend a year doing? You're right. You know, you're right. And it's 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 unfortunate, but I got I told a buddy of man last night. Me and him, we we argued for hours. I I said to him, "When you get all the freshmen, okay, that happens, yeah. but you can't go back and rehash it. They they just it, you know they, they can throw up the the, the, the term uh, mutual agreement or whatever. Yeah, but it happened. They they decided it wasn't for them. Coach said, okay, they moved on, so let them go." Let them go, but you got, but you you got stuff lined up, so you 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 have to make some room. Yeah, and the people that the people that are coming are better because as freshmen. I mean, but do we know if do we know if they'll be better, Wayne? Like well, they're, 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 they're going to be different. I would different. Honestly say so. They're, they'll be different. I would, I would say so because I, of the, the the thing that I look at, like, especially like the guard uh, uh, Davion McKnight from Western, he yeah. killed us. Yeah, yeah. experience. And and I, I think I said I, I talked to you before. I said I will always I will always take experience over talent. I don't care sure. what kind of five star freshman or whatever you get exposed. And the reason being, you can't play defense. Right. And the game's about defense. You can have you can be ultra talented, but if you keep getting embarrassed, blow bass, you can't guard nobody. It's like Slick when he was here. He he said he he, he asked him two questions. Hmm. He said. Well, uh, can you play defense? I don't. Don't tell me about scoring. I can score as old as I am. That's right. nothing. Right. But but when you play defense, can you guard anybody? Yeah. See, it, 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 see these freshmen. They come. They they have high fastest whatever. They score. They do all that. But that's high school. When you get to college, you playing against grown men. They will abuse and expose you. Right. But that's why you 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 get the talent. And you go to Puerto get the experienced people, they will lead you further than them freshmen. I keep telling people, oh, 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 I don't I don't put stock in freshmen. Any team that starts more than two freshmen ain't gonna win nothing. I've not seen one team yet to do it. None. 
And you and if you want to go back further, you go back to the five five admission. Go back to them. What did they win? Right. Nothing. And so you 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 got to have a good balance. Right. But wrestling will make you cry. And I told my buddy last night. He talking all that whoop. I said, y'all y'all down there first. We coming in next year. Where's your experience at? Yeah. Y'all ain't gonna win nothing. Just like last night, Vanderbilt beat you twice in your own place and in the tournament. Don't talk to me about the catch. Nothing. They ain't going to win nothing. And, and don't be surprised if they get embarrassed again in the NCAA. I, I, I see. Uh, uh, and California, see, but you messed up giving that man a lifetime contract. You can't get out of it. Fifty yeah. million dollars, that's insane. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> yeah, that's nah. crazy. It, it, I would it, never do that. If Cal's that's leaving, that's... he's retiring. He ain't going nowhere, especially with the class uh, he's got coming in next year. I wouldn't go anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> but see, that just shows they count they, they, they count on that uh uh that class coming in next year. Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't you can't put stock in all them freshmen like that. It's a que- Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a question mark. But I, I tell you what, when you have Robert Dillingham, you got DJ Wagner, you got Aaron Bradshaw, you got Anthony Edwards. That's a uh, uh, that's a nice that's a nice start start. You know, that's a very nice start, uh, Wayne. So we, we'll have Absolutely. to see. We'll see. We'll see. And, and I'm, 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 I'm going. You know, they they, they had that ultra talent. But I'm going by what I know yeah. and what Kentucky does in the past. They hear that ultra talent, and what happened? That's fair. This is no different. Yeah, no different. But Sean, you know my, you know my, you know you my guy, <laughs> and I appreciate you, Doc. Yes, sir. And I appreciate I, I'm you. I'm trying to get the holler. JoJo went on today and Haven. Yeah, but. We're, all, we're going to all get together again, man. It, it was good. Most definitely, man. I can't wait to it see you again, good. Wayne. I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Right. Sean, you enjoy the rest of your day, my brother. You too, my friend. All right. Thank now. you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. There we go. And and I do want to say I did have a caller that called in um, that I was not able to get to. Roger, I apologize. If you're still listening, uh, we do have open phone lines. So if you want to give a call back, uh, 502-384-1450, I will get you straight on the line, on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, don't know what was happening. I tried to put you on hold, and uh, you got dropped. So definitely um, apologize for any of the technical issues with that. Um, but if you want to give us a call back, uh, there is an open line for you. I will get you straight to the front of the line. Uh, so, you know, you can give us a call back. But I definitely appreciate the calls from uh, JR, the superstar, Jay has and Wayne. If you want to be in next, we still have the Thornton's text line buzzing as well, 502 414 a uh, lot going on there. Uh, you know, everybody, like I said, man, I love the days when it's just me and the people. Because when it's me and the people, I get to feel the energy. I let y'all roll. I let you talk. I let you get all your thoughts out there. Um, there's so much going on. This drama with Lamar Jackson is hot and heavy. Like I said, man, the the politics being played with this Lamar Jackson situation and the NFL owners trying to play these games and trying to put all these narratives out there. You know, the the, the biggest one being that Lamar wants this fully guaranteed contract and they have, his people have vehemently said that is not the case. But when you are the Baltimore Ravens and you try to come out and offer Lamar $130 million guaranteed, that's a slap in the face when Kyler Murray got 180. People keep wanting to talk about this number of 250 uh, fully guaranteed deal, uh, $250 million uh, guaranteed deal for uh, Deshaun Watson. 
that's not what the Lamar Jackson camp is asking for. They understand that the the math on that was completely out of whack. They understand that, but they said they damn sure know they want more than Kyler Murray, and I cannot disagree with them on that. If Kyler Murray got $180 million guaranteed, Lamar wants at least uh, 190 to 200 and I think he's earned that, and I think he's worth that. Um, these owners are just trying to play games. Uh, but I, I do hope, and, and as the uh, Cleveland Browns showed, even though all the other NFL owners were you know, scowling and, and upset with the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns said, bump y'all. You know, We feel like we're a quarterback away, and we're going to do whatever we need to do uh, to get it done. All you need is one owner to really want to get something done, and they will buck the trend, and they will buck the system, and they will get it done. So maybe that's the Detroit Lions. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens uh, with that team. That is a team that is very interesting in terms of Lamar Jackson going there to be the quarterback. But hey, uh, at this point, Lamar, uh, er, you know, deserves the money. Um, and if he can get that done with Detroit Lions, so be it. Um, I, I just want to see that young man have his opportunity uh, to really, uh, you know, get what he's owed and kind of just. Uh, and give the league the finger, basically, <laughs> just because I just—it's just so funny when these people try to come out and decide to put their foot down on things. And uh, you know, for Lamar Jackson, who's been a model citizen, uh, been a wonderful fan, face of the franchise, never have any off-season issues. Is great with the kids. Is great with the fans. Loves the city. Um, you know, never has any of these problems. But you see these problem kids left and right getting either able to skate or getting their money and being allowed to act like petulant children. But Lamar, who's done everything right, is the one that you want to try to put out uh, and, you know, give a hard time to. Uh, And that just doesn't seem right. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take our last break. Folks, we are already down to the last segment of the show. I mean, it's crazy. Like, literally, we are rolling through right now. Like, it it is amazing. Um, It's unbelievable. Um, I really appreciate everybody's interaction. If you want to get in, this is your last chance. We got about, we'll have about 20 minutes left in the show when we get back. 502-384-1450 is the Wake Up 502 buzz line. 502 414-1450 414-1450 is the uh, the uh, text line as well, Thornton's text line. We'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. This is Rashawn Myers, and we'll be back. Super fly, super duper 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 fly
And welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502 of Rashawn Myers. Last segment of the day, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Have really, really enjoyed all the back and forth, all the discussions this morning. It has been off the hook as always. We have the best listeners in the city here on Big X Sports Radio. I really appreciate all you guys' calls, all your texts. Um, you know, everything, all the interaction so far. If you want to get in, uh, now is the time. We got about T-minus 18 minutes left until the top of the hour. 502-384-1450 is the Wake Up 502 buzz line. If you want to get your last thoughts in before the end of the day, you can also shoot us a text, 502-414-1450. And that's actually uh, where we're going to head to next uh, is the uh, Thornton's text line. Uh, Texter says, he says, only your show would have another brother, uh, Hazard, uh, who didn't want, uh, no, he's talking about Haven. He said, didn't want a Walmart would say, Heard is in the ear of Jay Wright against uh, um, uh, um, another brother, SMH. Okay, so <laughs> I, I <clears throat> it was a little bit of word salad there, but I understand what you're trying to say. Uh, so talking about Haven, who didn't want Walmart, which is still hilarious that Haven Harrington and his infamy of, you know, my, my co-host and his infamy of what he did to wreck the Walmart <laughs> situation uh, in West Louisville. That just always cracks me up, but it still comes up every once in a while. Uh, but <clears throat> talking about being in the, in the ear of Jay Wright, um, you know, and, and instead of having another brother on the side, now look here, let me tell you something. <laughs> and this is why y'all y'all can't stand us because see you can try to pull that whole race card thing on you know certain lighter persuasion people that's on the radio but y'all know that y'all can't get away with that s okay we are black owned black operated black proud since day one but understand this i don't care if the louisville coach is you know would it be nice if they it would be a black coach and he was successful absolutely but is that a prerequisite? Absolutely not. You know what my biggest prerequisite is? Can you coach? Do you have ability to do the job? All I know is that Kenny Payne came coming into the season with zero and zero, and he had the most pathetic, pitiful, sorry season in the history of the Power Six. Four and twenty-eight. That is terrible. That's a fireable offense. Okay, so the fact that, you know, if Josh Hurd is, which I have no idea if he is or is not in the ear ear of Jay Wright. He's doing what's best for the university. And I can understand that. But at the end of the day, Kenny Payne is going to be back. Kenny Payne is not leaving. Kenny Payne is going to have another year to get it right. But at the end of the day, you have to do the job. Okay, and I don't care what color you are. So you can miss me with any of the the racist innuendos or, you know, uh, you know, why would you want a white guy there when there's a black coach on the sideline? Look here. If you can't do the job, I don't care what color you are. And Kenny Payne has to prove to me he can do the job. Okay? And this year was an abject failure on every level. I have never seen anybody coach any team and they fail 
at everything. You failed at roster management. You failed at preparation. You failed in game planning. You failed in winning. You failed in improving. You failed in anything that symbolizes or resembles coaching at a Division I high major level. You failed at coaching at a middle school level. So miss me with that. Show me something. Show you deserve to be there. Show you've earned the right to be there. Show something. Okay, that's all I'm asking for. You have another opportunity. You get a do-over, but now it's all on you. There are no more excuses. There there are no more excuses for the cloud. There is no more excuses of you didn't have the decisions to to make this roster. That's why I said at the end of the day, if this is the decision and the choice that you make to let all these guys walk and you want to let the freshmen go and you want to, you know, just transition all these guys out and say that they just didn't get it and they didn't understand the fight, they didn't know what it meant to, to wear the UofL jersey, that's fine and good. You're the head coach. You can do whatever you want to. But now it's all on you. There are no more excuses. And this is not going to be a redo year one. You don't get to say, okay, 10 to 12 wins is good coming off of a four-win season. You had the four-win season. That's on you. So you don't get a do-over. It is time to put up or shut up. And if you win 10 or 12 games, you're going to be over there at six and seated like everybody else who did a crappy job at their work. And you're going to be looking for a new job. That's just what it is. So we'll see what happens. Okay, I hope he gets it together. I'm a Louisville fan, first and foremost. And I want to see my team succeed. And at the end of the day, I don't care what color my coach is. As long as he gets it done and he's doing it, you know, quote, unquote, the right way. I don't want him out there putting kids in closets or slapping people around or doing any of that crazy stuff like, uh, you know, these coaches that get in trouble, I, I, I don't want them doing all that. But, you know, do it the right way. Do it competently. Look like you know what you're doing because this year you looked completely incompetent, period. Hopefully that was just some mistakes that, that you know, snowballed on you and then it just became too much for you to control. But now this is your reset. This is your opportunity. And that's why uh, this next three or four weeks, as I've said, <laughs> We're going to know a lot about what Louisville basketball is probably going to look like in the next, I'll give it 40 days, 40, 45 days. We will know a lot of what this Louisville team is going to look like, and that's going to be very interesting. We're going to have to see who's staying, who's leaving. You know, like Wayne talked about with Davion McKnight, I would love to have Davion McKnight, a guy with some experience coming here. He's talking about he killed Louisville every time he played. That's true. But – if it's Davion McKnight, but L. Ellis has gone to the league, L. Ellis carried the team. So is Davion McKnight going to try to play the role of the new L. Ellis and just be the dude that's out there trying to score 20 to keep a team in the game and then you have um, a bunch of inept guys around him? Or are you going to be able to convince uh, Trenton Flowers to commit and reclassify? Are you going to be able to bring a, a guy in like Dennis Evans? Are you going to be able to talk a Sky Clark into transitioning over? Are you going to be able to get a couple of other decommitments and bring in some top-level transfers that you weren't able to do last year? There's a lot to be seen. I am not casting aspersions that you can't get it done. All I'm saying is it's time to get it done. I came into this season with my arms folded saying, prove it to me that you can do the job because – Last year's offseason looked like a guy who was not ready for the job. And guess what? 
The season looked like a guy who wasn't ready to do the job. So if that was all a misnomer, if it was all on the players, if it didn't have anything to do with you, prove me wrong. I'm not trying to say that you're going to fail. Like Jay has said that he's done. He said, I'm ready to move on. You know, Kenny Payne had his chance. He's done. And some people have that opinion, and they have the right to have that opinion when you come off the year that you had. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, show me. All I've ever done since I started doing uh, radio, since Kenny Payne had the job, all I've done is reacted to the information placed in front of me. Every coaching hire that was made, every roster management move that was made, all the news that came out, all I did was react and respond to the information that was given. People tried to come out and tell me that I was negative. They tried to come out and tell me that, you know, I wasn't giving him a chance and I wasn't being fair. People, I did not give any editorialization at all this year. All I did was respond to the information that was given to me. Now, the fact that most of that information was negative, that's not on me. That's on Kenny Payne. You want something positive to be said by me about your program and about your team and about what's going on, give me positive news to react to, and I'll give you your credit, and I will react positively to it. But when you give me crap and you shovel me crap week after week, day after day, game after game, what exactly am I supposed to do? I don't carry your water, and I'm not your cheerleader. All I do is report the information that I've been given and give my thoughts on it. That's all I've ever done. So, I mean, you know, if you want a different narrative, change the narrative. Do something different. Scott Satterfield did it. Louisville's lowest could be after the end of last year. Six and seven. No energy, no juice in the program. You just lost the Air Force. People were all pissed off, upset, and angry. And Scott Satterfield found a way to change that narrative during the offseason. He was able to find a Pierce Clarkson. He was able to get this Cali connection going. He was able to get an Aaron Williams. He was able to get a Reuben Owens. He was able uh, you know, to get a DeAndre Moore committed. And that changed the narrative. And that got people reinvested and reinvigorated in the program. That put juice into the program, and people were actually excited coming into this year. Okay? And you paid it off with an eight-win season. You got to get out of Dodge like you wanted, and Louisville fans got Jeff Brom to come home. Everybody's happy. Kenny Payne, you got to do the same thing. This is your opportunity to change the narrative. But it is on you to do that. Just like it was on Scott Satterfield to create his own juice, it's time for you to create your own juice. You got to show me something. Because right now, you thought that the Louisville football program was in a bad place. Louisville basketball is in a much worse place. And when you have season ticket holders, major donors, big-time sponsors, and everybody watching everything you're doing, now everybody has their arms folded outside of those people that are just vehemently and passionately in your corner that will just literally take anything you give them and tell you it's great. But if you are a pragmatic, level-headed, intelligent, 
fan and follower of the university of the program in basketball, everybody rightfully has questions because you gave them questions to have had. So if you want to change that narrative, then it's up to you. And we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. This, you know, the freshmen going ahead and putting their names in the transfer portal are just the beginning. We'll continue to see that. The transactional period is going to start. The transfer portal opens on Monday, which means kids can start announcing transfers. People will be able to see, uh, you know, who is going into the portal. People will start to see kids make decisions. As we go through these conference tournaments and as, as they end coming up to Sunday and the announcement of Selection Sunday, we will see more players from these mid-major schools make their announcements. Okay. Then as teams start to get eliminated, when basketball games start on Tuesday at the first four and then Thursday in the actual first round of the NCAA tournament, as teams get eliminated, we'll see more. And we'll have more folks, um, you know, making their announcements. So, like, Louisville season next year has already started, y'all. It's already started. Kenny Payne, you are on the clock now to get it ready, to get it done, and to make a change. But it's all on you now. And we will see what happens. And I don't think I'm not going to cast any, any negative aspersions. I'm not going to cast any positive aspersions. I'm just going to react to the information. You give me information, I'll tell you what I think about it. Uh, we're going to go back to the uh, uh, Wake Up 502, or actually uh, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texter says, Rock, I know who this is. This is the pops. <laughs> he says, Rock, great point, son, in regard uh, to cards, basketball, Lamar, and the music selections. And, yes, uh, you're the best. Keep up the good work. Also, your call-ins had great points, including David's point about the downtown impact to the Yum Center. Uh, great show, Sands Haven. Uh, missed him this morning as well, um, as well as that boy Good. Uh, well, Pops, I appreciate you listening this morning. Thank you. I feel like, you know, it's kind of cheating because, you know, you got to say that you, you like what I do because, you know, I came from you. So <laughs> I reflect you. So I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I thank you. I honestly mean that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll, I'll definitely take that. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think that. Um, I have the best callers and, and, and texters and, and everything in the city, especially for a Saturday morning. It's hard to generate buzz and energy and, and responses. So the fact that we get so many responses and I'm able to carry this two hour show with you guys help uh, without Haven here, because as I said, he is, uh, you know, studying up to become a licensed judge in the state of Kentucky. I'm very excited for him and very excited for that opportunity. He's over there at the uh, at the Ali Center uh, getting that done. Uh, but, you know, the only reason I can do that is because of you guys i mean like i said i can run my mouth for two hours just fine but when i can get you all's honest interaction and i can we can play off each other man it's y'all show you know what i'm saying you, you all you guys are narrating the show and, and i really appreciate that so so thank you for all of that and no i agree uh with you pops on, on the the impact uh that david talked about to the downtown economy um you know when, when people are talking about kenny Payne, it's time for you to, to to turn your energy around a lot of people are going to be depending on Kenny Payne to uh, reinvigorating this fan base. These people play, pay a lot of money for tickets. Season tickets are not cheap. Those donations are not cheap. It's expensive, okay? And when you're putting out as much money as you are and you are de dedicating a copious amount of funds to making this happen, just as I've said with Haven in the past, you know, we have some friends that are putting tens of thousands of dollars 
into their season tickets for, you know, their grouping of three or four seats. And you're talking about twenty, thirty thousand dollars People understand that you're putting a lot of money into this program. And when you have people that are dedicating those types of funds to the program, they expect that ROI. They are expecting return on investment. And, you know, what you do to get these people to believe in what you're selling, to believe that it is worth reinvesting in the basketball program, um, it's up to you, you know, and and I hope it happens. I want to see Flowers come. I want to see Dennis Evans get here. I want to see a kid like Sky Clark make the decision to come. Um, You know, I want to see what the next chapter holds, man. You know, because this, I'm going to be honest with you, this season has been miserable for me. Like, I, I have evaluated. I always thought I was, like, the biggest college basketball fan in the world. But Louisville struggling this bad over this year, it's hard for me to even watch other teams play. I still love basketball, but it's tough, man. When you're out here and you're watching these teams, I'm watching this U.K. Vandy team last night. I'm watching two extremely well-coached teams. Okay, people can say what they want about John Calipari. He's still a very good coach. I see kids playing hard. I see kids down in a stance. I see them executing plays, playing with passion. You know, yeah, UK lost. You know, yeah, you know, that they aren't doing as much as was expected for a team that was in the top three coming into the season. But there's still two teams, A, that are going to make the NCAA tournament likely now that Vanderbilt got that big win. Congratulations to Jerry Stackhouse on getting that big win. That's going to give him the opportunity, um, you know, to, to take that next step when I thought he was possibly on his way out the door. So the, the fact that he was able to get that done, that's huge for him. So big shout out to him. Um, but it's hard for me right now y'all to watch college basketball man because I love it and the fact that Louisville's not a part of it and they're not even in consideration that hurts my heart this is not what Louisville sports and athletics is about so Kenny Payne you're on the clock I'm gonna be watching it I'm gonna respond thank you so much to everybody that had a part in today's show Jay has David uh, all the texters uh, you know uh, JR the superstar appreciate you guys this is Rashawn Myers and we out big X sports radio love you guys Got the keys to the Jeep. <laughs>